Welcome to Hudson Valley's Real Estate Explained, your getaway to understanding real estate. Whether you're buying your first home, an experienced investor, or just real estate curious, this is the place for you. So dive in with us as we unravel the intricacies of property deals and investment strategies guided by industry experts. We're demystifying Hudson Valley real estate together. Let's go. And welcome back everyone to another episode of Hudson Valley Real Estate Explained. I'm your host, Michael Kahn's and First things first, I would like to wish everybody a happy new year. It has been a little while since I've been in the studio and have been able to put out a podcast. And to all of my fans and those that have been waiting for this podcast, I want to say thank you for waiting. And I'm really looking forward to jumping back in in 2024. The end of 2023 was had a great deal of change for me and, and, and a lot of things going on. So I'm looking forward to getting back into it. And part of those changes... I have with me today, actually, a, a very close friend and, and mentor and, and collaborator, associate broker, <clears throat> previous vice president for another large brokerage here in the area. Mr. Rick Brescia is now a member of Team Banks, and he's here with me today in the studio. And we're going to be talking about the market, where it was, where it is right now, and where it's going. So, Rick, welcome to the show and welcome to the team. Thank you so much, Mike, for having me. And I know this is probably breaking all the podcast rules, but realistically, when you'd said my name, don't we think maybe the clapping effect should have come into play somehow after the introduction? Hold on. I can do this. I can do this. I'm really not No pressure? Is it this one? No pressure? No, that's not it. No, son of a gun. For those of you who can't see, a green light came on when he did press a button, so. I did press a button, but it's not working. All right. I've already thrown my golf considerably. No, nope, that, <laughs> that's probably super appropriate. That's, that is very, there, appropriate. there we go. So just imagine that when Mike introduced me that that came in, because how cool would that be? Let's, let's um, try it one more time. Mr. Rick Brescia, welcome to the show and welcome to the team. Oh my God, Mike. Thanks for having me. And thank all of you out there that are currently applauding. <laughs> I, I'm greatly appreciative. Thrilled to be on the team, thrilled to be on the podcast and just happy in general right now. So let's get to it, man. Rock and roll. So, you know, real estate is a topic on everyone's mind right now because, quite frankly, we're seeing things that we haven't seen in a very, very, very long time. And as I said in the beginning of the show, this episode is all about where we've been over the last year, what the heck happened in real estate. I'd like to dissect that a little bit. What's happening right now and where we're expecting 2024 to go. And I want to start by reading just a little snippet from New York State Association of Realtors, a report they released January 19th of 2024. And it goes like this. As 2023 ended, inventory of homes across the Empire State fell to the lowest recorded mark in history, according to the housing report released today by New York State Association of Realtors. Inventory of homes for sale across the state dropped to an all-time recorded low of 24,000 units, 24 and change, in December. This represents nearly an 18% decline since 2022. However, prices have continued to rise to close out 2023, with the median sales price of homes escalating 10% to 380000 This is Across New York State, if you're in the Hudson Valley, that number might seem very attractive. But across the United States, 10% to 385, which is up from 345,000 in December of 2022. So inventory 
remains to be a massive challenge locally as well as nationally, but home values are not. What do you make of that? Are you seeing the same, same thing? Yeah. I mean, I think we're all seeing the same thing, but uh, I mean, as a note to sellers, what I'd be looking at is if I was thinking about getting out, knowing that we're at an all time high, this might be the time to test it. I think what happened was a lot of people heard that, you know, with interest rates being up, that we were not going to have a hot selling market anymore. It was going to decline a little bit. And realistically, those prices just stayed right up there. So if you're thinking about getting your house on the market anytime in the near future, especially with spring around the corner, this might be the time to start preparing or at least consult an agent and say, hey, look, is this a good time to, to put my house out there? Yeah. More specifically, an agent on our team. Yeah. A team a team bank's agent there will, you go. Will, will happily help with that. Yeah. I, I think, you know, not to simplify it too much, but it's supply and demand, right? I mean, at the end of the day, it's supply and demand. We saw throughout the year. So here's another interesting, interesting number, and I'll try not to nerd out too much on all my statistics, but I'll stop you when you do. Thank you. I appreciate no that. Stop. <laughs> I was practicing. <laughs> but listen, 4.09 million homes were sold last year across the nation. 4.09 million homes sold. What does that mean? If we take a look back in 2008, where we had a housing recession, a housing crisis that led to a recession of homes, we sold more homes than that. We sold 4.12 million. The last time we sold 4.09 million homes was back in 1995 or 96. I, I can't remember which one it was. I know the 4.09 mm -hmm. is accurate, but it's 95 or 96 was the last time we sold that few homes. By the way, I'm under the impression I was told our population has increased 27%. So 27%, but we're selling the same homes that we did that time in 1995, essentially real estate went through its worst year last year, even worse than the recession. Well, even worse considering not only as a population increase, but, but you're talking about basically the building boom in the United States was between like the late nineties and the early two thousands or, or mid two thousands, almost 2003, four, five, that's sort of when it stopped or slowed down. Yeah. So imagine how many ho more homes there are in the United yeah. States. I don't know if we have that stat, but that's probably a crazy number too. Absolutely. And yet still we're down fairly in, dramatically. In unit sales. Right. So 2023, one of the slowest real estate years in recorded history, even slower than our recession in 2008. So what what was the cause for that? Why, why weren't people selling? Are you lay the entire question on me? Yeah, any that's ideas? adorable. <laughs> yeah, so what I think is you had a lot of people on the fence. You had rising interest rates. You had people on the fence anyway. You were heading into an election year where there's wars going on, and and people are paused. They were concerned. I I think there's a, a little bit of just concern throughout the country. I I don't necessarily, you know, consume all the media and believe everything I see on TV by any means. But I think there was a little bit of just a cause of concern. I don't think it's the only reason. You'll be you'll be rattling those papers throughout the time I talk or no? Yes. Okay, good. Good now. Oh, you're gonna make oh origami. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> you guys can't see this, but it's like a dragon. It's amazing. I'm gonna need to record that sound just in case I don't have papers with me one day so I can just play it. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully it's as timely as the applause sound. <laughs> um, anyway, yes, go ahead. Yeah, so I think I think that was part of it. I think consumer fears. I also think that people, you know, you also had it's it's a real estate point of view, but I think you had people that that bought at a, a price they were content with, 
and they bought at an interest rate that they were very happy with in, in the prior couple of years. And generally, people who buy their houses one or two years ago don't move anyway. So that, I don't think yeah. that played as big an effect as a lot of agents will tell you. Yeah. But a lot of people also took an opportunity to refinance during that time. Absolutely. A lot of people refinanced when interest rates were super low, as they wisely should have. And I was just looking for my other statistic, which I, I don't have. So don't quote me exactly on these numbers, but I know they're very close to being accurate. As we went into 2023, over 70%, according to FHA, over 70% of mortgages were sub 4%. And a lot of those were sub 3%. Mm -hmm. So when you have a call it a three and a half percent mortgage and you're looking at potentially buying a house with a seven and a half percent mortgage, that's creating this sort of lock-in effect where people are locked into their homes. They're not going to trade out for such a high interest rate because financially it's just a tough pill to swallow. Of course, unless they absolutely have to, Yeah, you know, uh, re retirement or moving out of the area or job change or something of that nature. I, I, it's, it's funny that you bring that up just about every, with the exception of one transaction and she owned her house in cash and she bought in cash. With the exception of that one transaction, every one of mine was either a death in the family, a departure, a divorce. Divorce sales were really, really big. So I think you're spot on. I think the only people selling last year were people that had to sell. This is more of a social commentary, but do you think divorce sales were big because during COVID, a lot of couples had to spend time in their home together? I, I, I have heard a rumor that there was a divorce boom that that that, <laughs> that, that, that kind of happened due to COVID. I yeah. mean, people really got to know each other. Yeah, I guess mm -hmm. a long time ago, there was baby boom. Nowadays, we have mm -hmm. divorce booms. Absolutely. <laughs> what is this world coming to? So, yeah, so people are locked in, people aren't selling. However, at the same time, we have a growing population, right? So the average home buyer right now is 35, 36 years old, depending on what statistic you look at. And if you look at the population density or the number of people that fall in that population between, say, 25 to 37, like in that area, it is the most densely populated generation we have right now. So we have this enormous wave of people that want a part of the American dream. They want to be homeowners. They want to get their first home or upgrade their home or start a family or expand their family. And they're looking for homes and nobody's selling. And it's just creating this entirely competitive market where despite the fact that interest rates are going up, prices are too. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Good. <laughs> I know I made a I, statement. <laughs> I just paused on that for one sec because yeah. the you ended with interest rates are going up. Is that what you're actually seeing? Because I'm sort of seeing the opposite. Or do you mean they've gone up they, in the they, past? They, 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 they have gone up. You're right. Great, okay. great, great correction. And, you know, as we get into where we are and where we're going, which we could use that as a perfect segue. So last year they were going up, right? Mm -hmm. we, we saw them flirt with 8%, which – you know, for the record, historically, it's not a very high interest rate. Um, right. It's it's not a very high interest rate. However, the way I described it, if you are you know going from 120 to 130 doesn't feel like a like a big difference in temperature. But if you're at 60 degrees and you jump into something that's 130, it could feel really, really, really painful. And that's kind of what I think happened. Sure. Um, 
that being sorry go ahead no i just i love i love that we have this rapport where i get to just jump in and ask questions and, and correct you at times yeah correct um me. where do you go where it's 130 degrees phoenix gotcha okay okay good to know because <laughs> it gets there i've been there once it was like 103 but i'm sure it does reach 130 and that was uncomfortable <clears throat> I, I'm making it. I don't know. I, I, I think it. I think it gets pretty hot. I know Phoenix. that you're making stuff up. I, I get that. That's what's going to make this fun. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we'll see if I'm still a member of Team Banks at the end of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, neither here nor there. The the interest rates have gone up, and compared to where they were, it hurt. And when you add on top of that. The increase in home value, I think this was the other really important factor to all of this. If interest rates went up to 8%, but the prices were, they were where, where they were in 2016 or 17 or 18 or even 19, it probably wouldn't have been as bad. But considering we saw year over year growth of, you know, home values of 10%, 12%, 10%, like that made it. That, that just was compounded interest on top of what you're after going to pay on your interest rate. Of course. So very, very challenging. However, we've seen some relief. So where do we stand right now? Inventory is still at an all-time low, but interest rates are coming down. Absolutely. Right? So, excuse me, that's going to generate even more interest and maybe. So another, another thing, and I'm going to get geeky for a second. We started 2023 with close to 80% of homeowners sub 4% in interest rates. We ended 2023 with 59% of homeowners sub 4%. Okay. That attrition is working in our favor over time, right? Over mm -hmm. time, you know, that, that number, that lock-in factor isn't going to be as big of a deal as it is right now. So that's good news. I mean, granted, most of those are probably new homeowners that came into the market. Sure. But, but over time, I think as that number gets smaller, it's going to, we're going to feel some relief, but we're seeing a lot of great activity. I'm seeing some people, you know, team banks has quite a few new listings going on right now. We have people calling us, asking us, you know, what can I get from my house? I think we're seeing some pent up demand that, that that's coming from 2023 and they just can't hold on any longer. They're like, I, I need to make a move. What do you think? Sure. Which, which I think you'll also see in a, in a natural spring market anyway. Cause we, as you've said before, at least privately to me, we didn't really have one no. last year in 2023. We didn't have a spring market this year. We should have a decent spring market. Yep. Uh, all around. We, we generally have a natural one that, that ranges from late February, depending on weather to, to May, essentially. Yeah. Uh, that's our big boom in the real estate market. And people do wait to put their house on during that market, you know, and, and they want to make it look nice for the spring. And, you know, it's a lot to do with the winter weather here, at least where we are. Yeah. But I, I think this year you're going to see a bit of a boom. I think we have to play catch up. You know, it, it's been building, and I think you're going to see the 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 dam spill over quite a bit uh, as we uh, as we get into the spring here. I, I I couldn't agree more. I love to show this graphic in team meetings, and I should probably post it on social media so people can see it because it's such a great visual. If you look at the number of homes listed every year over the last ten years on a little line graph, it is just a it's it's wave after wave after wave, it's bump after bump after bump, year after year after year until last year. 
the bump never came. The wave never came, right? It just stayed low and then it dropped even further. We have less homes on the market, as you just heard from New York State Association of Realtors, less homes on the market now than we have in a very, very, very long time. But I do agree with you. I think that is changing. I think that people are going to start coming onto the market. If you are considering selling a home right now, well, well, let's do this. I'm going to ask you two pieces of advice, Rick. If you're considering selling a home right now, what should you be thinking about? How do I get Rick Brush's phone number? <laughs> well, you can give that at the end of the <laughs> podcast. Plus, it'll be in the show notes. <laughs> but is there well, anything that they should be considering? Should they be watching something? Should they be timing something? Should uh, well, I mean, look, once once again, timing is everything. So, but realistically right now with the amount of demand, you know, that is out there for houses, because we're still seeing multiple offers on the homes that are out there because there's so few, you know, I think, I think the people that jump a little bit sooner than later will probably benefit more from this market, but we cannot predict the future. Yeah. So we don't know exactly what's going to happen in April and in May. You know, it, it's hard to tell. We can guess by looking at stats from the past and everything else. But realistically, you know, there are some variables. Right now, we know that interest rates are, are coming down a bit. Buyers are still out there and it's hot. And it, it's a decent time to put your home on the market. Absolutely. Especially if you're relocating because, you know, we are we are a hot spot. We have been. We're, we're an hour and change north of New York City. So some of this is very localized, you know, as we speak. You know, not every market is seeing exactly the same thing we're seeing, which which never happens. But real estate does run in cycles. It always will. Yeah. So that's one of the things is, is maybe not wait for the middle of that market when there are a tremendous amount. Uh, there There is more inventory available to people. Sellers would be best to, to put their homes on when there's not as much inventory available. Yeah, you don't have as much competition right now. <clears throat> and And with the equity that a lot of people have – those that might want to sell fast might might price aggressively you don't want you know right now you have the opportunity to put yourself on the market in a position where you'll you'll be competing against very few other homes where to your point in the spring it could be a lot more competitive yeah and you mentioned something in there about pricing too and i think that's that's appropriate i th- i think you have to have somebody advise you on the pricing of the home because realistically you can't just say you know, well, in 2021, my neighbor's house sold for this. So I think I should get this much more now. That's not necessarily the case. Are we comparing apples to apples? And and in some parts of 2021, people were literally fleeing New York City and throwing their wallets on the lawns to get homes. You're not, you're yeah. not seeing that right now. We're, we're not yep. in, thankfully, that, that pandemic stage anymore. So, so things are a little bit different and you need to just be advised properly and take the advice of your real estate counsel properly, because realistically we, we know we want you to get the most for your home too, but pricing it out of range does not always get the most for your home. It sometimes may, may be detrimental. Agreed. So that being said, should buyers be out looking right now or should they be waiting for the influx of inventory? I mean, I think realistically, you can always be out looking, but if I'm being honest, if I was out there trying to buy right now, depending on whether I had something to sell or not, I may pause a little bit and wait and see what's going to happen in the springtime. And I don't think I'm being detrimental and killing the buyer's market by saying that if anyone's heeding my advice, <laughs> um, because because essentially you may get a better deal. It's just a matter of need, though, once again, yeah. Uh, because everything, as you said before, is supply and demand. That's what this entire business is, and, and most 
you know, commerce is is yep. essentially supply and demand. Real that's, estate's not that much different. That's why diamonds are so expensive. Have you heard the story? De Beers just owns all the diamonds and just lets them out little by little to keep supply low and demand really high. It like 90% of the world's diamonds is owned by one company and they have them in barrels. I've heard this over and over and over again to the point where I believe it's true. I don't know if it is, but I'm pretty positive it is. I'm going to believe it is because you told me. There you go. I I like the way you think, Rick. <laughs> I like the way you think. So let me get last time getting nerdy. Real estate interest rates, mortgage rate predictions for the rest of the year. Mortgage Bankers Association predicts that interest rates. I'm having a hard time reading this. I need glasses, man. Predicts that interest rates will go to 6.1%. Realtor.com predicts 6.5%. Bloomberg is very bullish and believes that they'll go to 5.5% by the end of 2024. And Fannie Mae predicts 6.7%. Obviously, nobody can predict the future. These are all just guesses, right? But based on their collective knowledge and research and, and their intuition and their experience, they're kind of all, in my opinion, saying a very similar thing. Don't expect rates to go up dramatically. Don't expect them to go down dramatically, maybe down a little bit, but we're not waiting for the rates to crash. We're not, they're not going to fall sub four again. They're, they're not going to fall. And, and those rates that you mentioned before on all those guesses, so to speak, are, are manageable interest rates. Yeah. You know, they're, they're not crazy high. They're not super low. They're, they're manageable and, and probably even average if you go back over time. Yeah. So, and, and there's nothing wrong with being average. Should I say that? I don't believe that. <laughs> I don't want to be average, Mike. No, no. I certainly don't like average. <laughs> I like extraordinary. There you go. <laughs> so listen, I, any any other last words of wisdom? I think we covered a great deal today. I think we covered, you know, where what happened in 2023 so we kind of understand, you know, the temperature that we're at right now as well as what to expect in in the next year. Anything else you want to share for the audience before we uh get I out of here? I think 2024 is a little bit of guesswork as you heard we never gave a definitive answer to anything because well, let's face it, even the two of us aren't that smart. But I will say this, if you are going to be putting a home on the market, make sure that you're you're giving it its best shot. Not only with the agent you select, because of course I'm going to be biased in talking about that, but with what you do to prepare your home for the market. You know, don't consider it just like a something on a whim. It's got to be calculated. It's got to be done smartly. It's got to be done professionally. And I, I think a lot of times people rush because because they all of a sudden get the idea they're going to move and they they throw their home up there. And if it's done too quickly and not done in a in a professional fashion, I, I think it shows. I think we see things all day on the MLS that that look like they were rushed and hurried and and not necessarily ready. And then you get there, and sometimes it's even worse than that. So so make sure you're you're you know. You're dealing with a, a, an absolute professional and make sure you listen to that person who's who's helping you put that house on the market because realistically, you will get more money for it in the long run. It's totally worth it to to wait, to time it right, to maybe stage it, to to just get some handyman work done that should be addressed perhaps. Yeah. Sometimes it's not necessary. A lot of times it is. You can still garnish more. What happened was when, when, the, when the real estate market was so good, people were putting houses on the market without having to do anything. 
And as a business, I think we all got accustomed to that a little bit where I think we should be dedicating maybe a little more time to preparation and timing and other things. Uh, could 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 not agree with you more. Thank an, you. An, an, an ounce of effort is worth a pound of, I don't know, money later. <laughs> Should I write that one no, down? That or no, that one's not a good one. Okay, um, so so for those of you who don't know, I Mike uses uh, these these quotes consistently, and I, I've been keeping track of them on my phone. One day we'll do a podcast <laughs> that will just be me reading, reading Mike quotes, and he'll react to each and tell, tell us what they mean. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. God, me too. And it won't be long because it's already quite a list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I completely agree with you, Rick. And I think for those of, of you that are considering you sell your home, obviously we're here to help you locally in the Hudson Valley. But yes, you know, no matter where you're listening, find a professional real estate agent that is going to give you good guidance, good advice, that's going to give you good pricing recommendations. It's going to be a professional you know, going with the cheapest broker, the one that's going to save you the most, or the one that tells you that your, your house is worth the most is not necessarily always the right choice, right? Go with somebody that's going to be fair and honest and give you good, good, solid advice. And get more than one opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Much like you would if you had to get surgery. You get more than one opinion to to make sure that you're, you're fit with the, the correct person. And, unless it's me, then just get that opinion and that's it. And then you just go with it. <laughs> I could not agree with you more, Rick. And I made it into a commercial for me, didn't I? A little bit, but that's okay. He's playing me out. You hear my playing out music? <laughs> that means Mike's had enough of me. Thank you, everybody in the Hudson Valley. I'll see you next time. Later. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. <laughs>